over the last four or five years, I have probably invested over 300 something thousand dollars in masterminds. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Build Your Network podcast, the only top-rated show committed to helping you grow your business, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Let's get into the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Freestyle Friday. I'm sitting here in studio, my producer, Eric, chopping it up, and uh, we were talking about a few topics recently that we thought might be helpful for Build Your Network listeners and uh, besides creating content and podcasting and you know doing events and hosting events and things like that, probably the other best way that I've been able to grow my network full of really high quality people that have similar values, similar mission, uh, um, way higher business acumen, better connections than I do, probably the best way I've been able to do that is through uh, jumping into mastermind groups. Um, like pay to play mastermind groups uh, with a bunch of other people who've also paid to be there. And it has a lot to do with the fact that I constantly am looking for ways to put myself in the room where I am the least qualified person to be there. And it's extremely uncomfortable, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, every, time, every time you do it, because it, it, feels like, it feels like, you know that moment when you're leaving elementary school to go into junior high? And everything's different. You know, you're going from whatever classroom to lockers or, you know, you, for some people you're moving to a different school or you're going to a different place and like every, everything's different. And you're at the bottom of, you're at the bottom rung of the ladder again. You know, you just worked from kindergarten all the way up to fifth, sixth grade and you're like the king of, of elementary school. And then all of a sudden you're back at the bottom and then you leave middle school, you leave junior high and you get into high school and all of a sudden you're back at the bottom. You leave high school and you get into college, all of a sudden you're back at the bottom and there's these resets that are happening every three or four years when we're growing up. When we become adults, that stops happening. Most people get to their job and they start at the bottom of their job and they work their way all the way up to their job over the course of the next 40 years, not over the course of the next three years where then they start over and then they start over and then they start over. And so I want to give myself as many restarts, as many start overs as I can where I'm back at the bottom again. Because what happens when you're back at the bottom is you get this, this hunger, this desire inside of you to get out of the bottom of the pack. And so uh, it forces you to level up or get out. That's what I always tell people. It's like you hang out with high-level people, you're going to be forced to level up or stop hanging out with those people. Those are the only two options um, because those people don't tolerate hanging out with a bunch of people who aren't going to level up because that's the type of people that they are. The type of people that are constantly leveling up want to hang out with other people that are leveling up because it helps them continue to level up. And so, uh, so it's either going to force you to level up or it's going to force you to get out. And uh, I remember the first time... Um, I was, I was looking at joining one of these groups and this is back when I first started, I was still doing door to door sales at the time. And I was looking at a mastermind. Uh, it was literally, it was a three day weekend mastermind. I never even really heard the term mastermind before. Um, I think I just read think and grow rich, which is like one of the first thing, first, you know, books that mentions the word mastermind or makes it at least somewhat normalized. And I, I never really heard the term before. And this person that I follow, John Lee Dumas, who's now become a really good mentor and friend of mine uh, at the time was like the, the, you know, the p podcaster that I wanted to learn from the most when I was starting my podcast. And uh, he didn't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore because he didn't have to. And, uh, and so he was doing this mastermind at his house for a weekend in Puerto Rico. It's three days in Puerto Rico. I think it was five people, six people max that it was limited to. And it was uh, $6,500 for, for three days. And 
again, at the time I was doing door-to-door sales, the most I'd invested in myself at that time was, you know, book or a audio book, like 15, 20 bucks, 25 bucks, never bought a course, never bought a, a mastermind online, a membership fee. Like I never paid, I never bought anything like that uh, up to this point. I literally was just, um, was just buying a couple audiobooks and knocking on doors. And so the $6,500 investment was a very big investment for me at the time. And I, I just remember sitting in, I was in the airport in, I think it was in Panama at the time I was doing a backpacking trip through Central America. And I was sitting in the airport, my wife was at home. I was talking to her about this thing. I was staring at the order form at, at the $6,500. And I was just like, oh man, this is a lot of money. You know, like if, what happens if this doesn't work out? My brain started thinking of all the negative things. And something came over me at the time where I was just like, you know what? I know that I want to do this thing and I know that I want to do it well. I know that I want to become a podcaster. I know that I know that I want to be done uh, knocking on doors. I, I know those things for sure. And so that certainty seemed like a worse decision than the uncertainty of dropping the 6,500 bucks and crossing my fingers hoping it was going to work out. So I, I put my credit card information in, paid the 6,500 bucks and and immediately had buyer's remorse. <laughs> so immediately, it wasn't one of those moments where I was like, ah, I feel good about this decision. It was like I hit confirm and it was just immediately like, oh, what did I just do? Because I'm not, I'm a pretty frugal person. I don't spend a lot of money on stuff. Like I drive a Camry. I, 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 I just, I, I don't spend, I don't, I'm not a spender. And uh, so when I, when I put that money down, I was like, oh man, I hope this works out. And my, my uh, scarcity brain started kicking in and thinking like, well, I better get what, you know, what I, what I came here for. I better get some awesome advice, I better get some great mentorship. And I, I better get, 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 get. And I immediately caught myself thinking it because I just read this book called Give and Take by Adam Grant. I started thinking like, I'm, I'm thinking like a taker right now. And I know that that's not the way to think. So let me try to think like a giver. What can I do to give? And so I, uh, at that time differentiated myself by actually volunteering to work a booth for John at another event. Um, and, uh, and that was that podcast movement. So John's gonna be a keynote. He had a booth. He was selling journals at that booth. He wanted me to stop by and train his guy for like 10 minutes. Cause it was like a younger intern that hadn't sold much before. And I had been doing door to door sales and retail sales for a few years at that time. I was pretty good at it. And so uh, he asked me to come by and train him for like 10 minutes at the beginning of the event because he knew I was going to be there. And I was like, bro, I'll just work the booth for you. So I volunteered three days of my time. I show up. I drive there. I drive myself there. I pay for all of my own things. I show up and I volunteer for three days standing in a booth at a trade show, at an, at an event, just hawking $30, $40 journals. Zero commissions. Don't ask to get paid for it. Nothing. I just wanted proximity. And what ended up happening from there is that one move became a massive level up in my life and things started to going, things started to go really well. And I, I started realizing like the advantage that I had over all the other people that were paying John, but maybe paying for a $99 course or a $50 a month community or something like that. And they were, they were getting some sort of access to him. But since I was at his house with five other people who were all the, by the way, who were all like outperforming me in, in multiple areas of life, um, I, I, I knew getting around those people was a good idea and building relationships with those people was a good idea. And then being around John and Kate was a good idea. And so, uh, when, when I, when I jumped into that, into that room, it forced me to level up and I started taking action on, in, in, a, in a really big way, launched my show. Uh, uh, and then I was at that point looking for, okay, like how do I start making money with this thing? 
And John, because the, the podcast movement event went really well, he invited me to go to this other event in Vegas with him that he was also keynoting at, that he also had a booth set up that needed to sell journals. And uh, so, so since I was close enough to be able to drive out there and he didn't have to pay for any of my stuff for me to get there, I went ahead and worked the booth for him for free again. Uh, without the, without the other the other, the other guy that was at uh, podcast movement, so this event was called Thrive, and it was out in Vegas, run by a guy named Cole Hatter. And I was at that time thinking, like, man, that first mastermind thing worked out pretty well. Maybe there's another group that I could that I could join. Um, and I was like, kind of looking for for a, a different group, and then figured out that Cole had a group, and I liked what Cole stood for. I liked that he was in real estate. I, I've always kind of been in real estate, had one foot in, one foot out. My dad's been in real estate since I was a little kid. We flipped some houses every once in a while, and so I was like, oh, I like this guy. I like his values. He's in real estate. You know, teaches giving back and different things like that. And so this mastermind was 15 grand though. So more than double the first mastermind. And again, it came to this inflection point where I talked to my wife and I think every time she just got a little bit more nervous and I was like, all right, well, if you know what you're doing, you know, then I trust you. And so, uh, $15,000, uh, you know, I put on a, put on again on a credit card and, um, like probably two weeks after thrive where I finally made the decision. I was like, ah, oh, man, I just got to do it. Got to jump in. And I go into that room and I was, I felt again, uh, totally overwhelmed. There was uh, dozens of people in this group, uh, not just four or five, and all of them were doing better. They all had businesses that were, you know, doing at least multi six figures. And then some of them, seven figures, a couple of eight figure people that were in that room. And at the time, again, I was doing door to door sales and I had a podcast. So like my door to door thing wasn't necessarily my company. I had like a little sub dealership of a sub dealership that I kind of ran and managed, but it wasn't like my company and we weren't doing massive volume. The podcast was just started. I didn't, I hadn't interviewed a bunch of really, you know, interesting people at that point. I didn't know how I was going to make money off of it. I didn't have any idea how to build an online business. None of that was the case for me at the time. And uh, but getting into that room again, forced me to level up and it forced me to start, start thinking more like a winner. And so these speakers started coming in and started hearing from, you know, this speaker and that speaker. And then I ended up renewing, uh, in thrive for a second year to be a part of that mastermind group again. And at this point now I'm full-time in podcasting. I quit, um, door to door full-time podcasting, but I'm not making that much money. So first time in my life I ever took a pay cut to do something different, but I just knew that I knew that I would rather be doing this and not making as much than doing door to door and making a lot more. So now I'm doing full-time, you know, podcasting, trying to figure out how to build an online business. I, I rejoin uh, Thrive in uh, uh, Connect. And then, um, and then one of the speakers that came in was a guy named Dan Fleischman and figured out Dan had done a bunch of stuff, uh, social media stuff for like Ty Lopez, helped a bunch of uh, really big names build their social media brands. Started following Dan a little bit more, brought him on the podcast, got him booked on Brad Lee's podcast out here in Vegas. Um, and so I did, I interviewed Dan in Brad's studio and then, um, and then Brad interviewed Dan in his studio and, uh, got to know Dan a little bit more, started following him, started looking at the stuff that he was doing. I was like, man, this guy does life right. He does things, he does things the right way. Um, treats people well, most well-connected, you know, one of the most well-connected people that I still know to this day. Um, and, uh, and just, like I said, lives a version of life that I can get on board with, you know, very successful early on, took that money, decided to just continually invest it into other businesses. Now he's an angel investor, over 50 companies. He has multiple businesses himself, but he's not the CEO of any of them. He brings in CEOs. They run the day to day. He allows him to travel, do events, put on masterminds, um, and connect with his friends a little bit more and do massive, like bigger biz dev deals on a big level. And so I was like, that's somebody that I would really like to learn from. 
And I started just following a lot of his content. And then uh, fast forward a little bit more and still trying to figure out the online business, starting to go well. I'm at least at like a multi six figure business now. And, uh, and then I find out this Joel Marion guy online. I forget exactly who put me in touch with him or who directed me to him. But, um, I was like, man, this guy's, this guy's savage. I, I want to go interview him. So I reached out, I was said, you know, Hey, can I interview you? And he goes, yeah, come on out to Florida and we'll do back to back interviews. I'll interview you for my show and you can interview me for your show. And I was like, all right, done. So we flew out to Florida. I spent like almost six hours at Joel's house in Tampa. And if you haven't been to Joel's house, he's got this beautiful home in Tampa, like right on the water with like a 180 degree view of the water. Like if it were physically possible, you could jump from his pool into the bay. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy house. And, uh, so I spent five, six hours there with him, uh, recording his episode with me, which was like over two hours. My episode with him was like an hour and a half. And then we were just talking in between and before and after. So this is someone that I could, this is someone that I really respect and someone that I can learn from. And then he starts talking about this other mastermind. Now, keep in mind, you know, $6,500 for John's mastermind, 15K for Kohl's, and then a renewal. Then all of a sudden, they throw this number at me, and it was $100,000 to be in this other group. And I had passed on being a part of uh, Arte with uh, Andy Frisella and Ed Milet, which was 50 grand. I remember thinking 50 grand at the time was like, oh my gosh, $50,000 to be a part of this group. There's just like, that's crazy. I wish I could do it, but I can't. And that was probably like seven, eight months before my, my business had started to pick up a little bit. And we started really finding a, at least a good, a good flow. And like I said, we we're on track to do, I don't know, multi six figures that year, um, but not close to seven figures. And, uh, at the time I remember Joel pitching me on that and I was like, uh, dude, I, I don't think I'm qualified to do it. I don't think that I'm going to be able to like do much there. Um, but I appreciate the thought, you know, and then, uh, and then Joel is just a master salesman and a master, uh, persuader. And so by the end of the, by the end of the, the conversation, I was like, I can't commit to anything right now, but I'll, I'll think about it some more. And three, four months go by, uh, from that interview. And, uh, and then I eventually finally, I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so I invest hundred K into this group and this episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine 
is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. That was probably the most nervous I've been in a long time uh, when I had to stand up and introduce myself the first night when uh, it was a bunch of us in this like uh, uh, Beverly Hills mansion. And uh, we all got up and introduced ourselves. Bruce Buffer introduced us and then we got up and, you know, gave a minute intro. And that minute intro, I was so nervous. And not even just because like of all the people in the room, but because I still didn't at that point know exactly what I did. I didn't even know what to tell the people in the room. Like if you think about that, it's insane that I invested that much money and still didn't really know exactly what my business was doing. Like we were consulting some podcasters. We were coaching some entrepreneurs on how to podcast. We started producing some shows for for some people. Uh, But I was also doing events and masterminds. And so it was just like there was multiple things happening. We didn't really know exactly what to do. So during my intro, I literally didn't even say what my business was because I didn't really even know exactly what I was there for. I just knew that it was a room that I wanted to be in. And sacrificed a lot to be in that room. And then, uh, you know, COVID happens 2020, a lot of, a lot of things go the opposite way that we're all expecting them to go. Um, I shut down my events mastermind business because I like thrived on doing things in person and that wasn't working. We had just launched a podcast, a new podcast that was supposed to be hundred percent on YouTube, hundred percent in-person interviews. We had multiple interviews scheduled, had to cancel all of them, had to basically stop that podcast because I wasn't going to do two virtual podcasts for the sake of doing two virtual podcasts. So we stopped that one. We stopped the events mastermind business. And I was back to like, man, well, what are we, what are we doing on? What, what are we focusing on here? hundred million groups shut down for the year. We did calls or something, but we didn't have any events uh, because we weren't allowed to. And, uh, and then that's, that's when I had the idea to start Guestio and, uh, opened up a few credit cards through uh, a buddy of mine's company, uh, Bill Jennings he helped me open up some, some lines of credit and started developing this software product, um, on, uh, zero interest credit cards. And, uh, and then by the time I was done with that, uh, started raising a little bit of capital and, and I've got a couple people to invest went to a few of the people that I had met in the group that were all doing massive numbers who at least had respect for me for putting myself in that room and, um, and could see that, that, that I was there to give it my best, you know, cause like I said, I was, I didn't come into that room of the, the hundred million room and pretend to be somebody that I wasn't. And I see that happen a lot when, when people put themselves in these types of rooms, they, they, they tend to posture and not be real about the situation they're in. And then when the group doesn't work out for them, they talk crap about the group. And it's like, look, like the group, you can't expect the group to help you if you don't ever tell anybody that you need help. Like you have to tell people like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I need help with. Like, I can't figure this thing out. Hey, you know, whatever, Facebook ads. Let me let me talk to you a little bit about like what what's happening when we're trying to scale this ad campaign. Or you know webinars. Hey, why, why, why isn't my close rate going up on these webinars? Or you know you know, manufacturing and we have this clothing brand, like whatever it is, you have to be willing to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to, to, to let people see you where you are and not have all this other ego that steps in the way and says, 
Like, uh, like it's crazy. Sometimes I'll be in these breakout rooms and there's, there's people that are doing hundreds of millions of dollars in sales that can help you with your problems. And then people like show up to the table and they're like, I don't really know, you know, no, everything's going pretty well. It's like, well, there's gotta be something that, that like, don't be the person that just wants to keep up appearances. Uh, be the person that comes in and wants to actually get some help and be honest about where you are. And so when I came into that group, I literally would, like I said, uh, I would tell people, I would like, we would, uh, I had a couple people speak at a, a couple events of mine and we would be sitting down. I was just like, look, this is exactly where I'm at. Like we're going to do this much revenue this year. I didn't feel qualified to be in this room. I'm probably one of the brokest people in the group, but I do know that I'm a fast learner. I do know that I'm ambitious and I do know that I'm going to do whatever it takes to be successful. Obviously I wouldn't be in this group. And I think people just appreciated the honesty and they respected that. And because every single person that's been like a bootstrapped successful entrepreneur has been in that exact spot where they didn't know exactly how it was going to work out. They were just at the beginning. They were getting started. They had some, some momentum. They learned a lot. They had some solid foundational things, but they didn't figure out what that thing was yet. And they're happy to help you, eager to help you in fact, but you got to be willing to be helped. And, uh, and so I, which was that, that person. I was just like, look, this is where I'm, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to go. We started the software company and ended up raising some money for it. We raised some money from people that I met in that group as well. Ended up closing $1.3 million seed round, um, at the beginning uh, or at the, yeah, around August of 2021. And then that's when we shut down everything else that we're doing, the coaching, the consulting, the production, all that stuff. We shut it down to focus in on the software once we close that round. And, uh, that was, that was 2021, 2022 rolls around. Beginning of the year, things started going really, really well. Now we're on a multi-seven a multi figure run rate for the software and the agency that started off the back of the software. We're getting ready to raise another round. Uh, the, the, the people who I can just text now and ask for different advice, different information, um, people, that, people that are speaking on stages all over the world, the people that are getting paid tens of thousands of dollars for coaching, uh, those are the people that I now just have in my Rolodex that I can just send a quick text to, send a quick video to, shoot an email over to, and get a response. Um, these people are actually sending clients to me. They're referring their friends. Like they're, like now I've been in these groups, been in these circles for multiple years, and people have seen me continuously show up, continuously grind, continuously put in the work. And that's what allows those people to trust that I'm going to take care of the people that they send to me. So now I get random group chats from, from, from the you know founders of multiple groups that I've been in, from the instructors in the 100 million group, from the speakers that I have relationships with through the podcast, through the mastermind, like everything's go, like everything's really synergistic. And none of that would be possible if I didn't take the risk to continuously put myself in rooms where I was the dumbest person. I did it again recently. Like, so, so in the 100 million group, I still feel like I have a ton to learn. And there's so many people that are doing, like I said, multiples, like 10, 20, 30 times. 50 times revenue that I'm doing right now. Um, so I still have a ton of things to learn from the people in that group. Uh, but then there was another uh, opportunity recently to do a three day trip um, down in Cabo with Grant Cardone and his whole, um, his whole team. So his COO, Sherry, uh, with Brandon and Natalie Dawson, the um, co-founders of Cardone Ventures, and then with Jared, his VP, or actually I think Jared's president now. Um, and then Ryan Secco, the guy that runs uh, Cardone Capital. And so like all of them were going to Cabo is 25 people max, which Grant doesn't do a lot of like small intimate settings like that anymore. And so I was like, this is a big opportunity to go learn from this particular group. I show up again, it's a pretty pricey trip for only three days. I show up, I don't know anybody in the room. And again, get, get back to that, that part where I'm feeling really uncomfortable. You know, and there's a lot of people in the room doing 30 million plus 
there's a guy in there doing 200 million plus. Um, there, there's multiple like heavy hitters and, 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 and kind of whales in this room. And I was back to square one again. I was back to feeling like the, the guy that wasn't doing much in a room full of people that are doing a lot and, uh, connect with a few people in there, got some amazing advice, got some amazing, um, uh, things to think about for my business. Uh, came back one of those people is going to be a client of ours and then furthered the relationship that I already had with kind of the Cardone, uh, group. So now I can hit up multiple people that work there and, you know, jump on a call with them, ask for some advice. It's just a good practice to continue putting yourself into groups that force you to level up because you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And if you're not continuously making sure that you're getting better, you might look back in a couple of years and realize that you're just a big fish in a really, really small pond uh, because that would have been really easy for me to do. Um, growing up where I grew up, people didn't make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. People weren't starting multi-million dollar businesses. Like you were lucky if you could just be a, you, you were lucky if you could make a hundred grand in a year. And I was already doing that door to door. So I would already kind of like quote unquote pulled myself out of that by the time I was 22 or 23. And it would have been really easy for me, I think, just to continue to be the guy that's like, oh, you know, oh, I'm doing a half a million now and I'm 30 or I'm doing you know, a million now and I'm 50 and, and people would have still been like, whoa, Travis is doing crazy things, but it only would have been in that one little pond. And I, and I, I wanted to affect more people outside of that. And I don't think that there's a better way to do it in a shorter timeline than jumping into a mastermind group uh, that allows you to level up the connections that you have to learn from really amazing people um, and, and to do it in such a short time frame. That's the big thing. It's a, it, it condenses time. Um, it allows you to do all that stuff way faster than you would have been able to do it if you tried to do it on your own. Because the thing is, like, can you do it on your own? Yes, 100%. You can learn all this stuff on your own. You can go at it alone, and you can be extremely successful. Um, but the people that I know that have that took 20 years to get to multi-million dollars who now are turned on to the idea of masterminds and events and groups and coaches and mentors and stuff like that, they're like, oh, my gosh, man, if I would have just found this stuff 20 years ago, I would have hit these revenue numbers five years in, like no doubt about it. Almost anybody I talk to that built their career by themselves through whatever reason, just lack of knowledge or information, they didn't know that it existed or just ego getting in the way because they saw the price tag and they're like, no way those people know that much more than I do. I didn't want to give them any money, whatever it is. Like if they make the investment, they jump into one of these groups and they experience the, uh, the difference that it makes, they're immediately just like, oh my gosh, man, if I would have done this 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I don't even know where I would be. Um, and so, uh, and, and then anytime I get in those rooms, and some people figure out how old I am. They're just like, man, if I would have known this when I was your age, man, so like really like good for you. I'm happy that, that you're here because like, man, if I would have known this stuff back when I was your, like, I don't even know where I'd be. And it's just like, you know, you're in the right rooms when that's the responses that you're getting from people that are doing massive things in the world. People that are running multi nine figure organizations, people that just exited their company for multi nine figures, people that are running multi eight figure companies. Um, and these are the people that are now your peers, the people that you can hang out with. And so the only thing that I would add to all of that is you have to have your thing, uh, the thing that you're competent at, the thing that you're good at, that nobody else is good at. And that for me became podcasting. 
And uh, that was like the, the, the knowledge angle that I had in a lot of these groups because there's a lot of great business owners, but not a lot of people that did stuff online in terms of content. And definitely not anybody that was doing anything big in the podcasting space specifically. And so uh, that kind of became the angle that I leaned into to become a, actually a big value add to the group where people actually pull me aside. And anytime I, I can tell when people talked about podcasting in their little breakout session rooms, because I'll have like three people come out to me and be like, oh yeah, someone was talking about podcasting and uh, we mentioned your name. So make sure you talk to them before you leave, you know? Um, and it's just always, it's always, it's a good thing to know that like now I've been in these, these circles, these groups long enough where, uh, where people are starting to associate with me as being like, Hey, if you need anything about podcasting, be a guest on their show, starting your own show, um, you know, uh, getting in touch with networks, whatever it is, Traps is your guy. And, uh, so now anytime that stuff comes up, people get sent to me and I get known as almost being a staple in that, in, in these types of, in these types of rooms and communities as like the guy that does this thing. And if you can be known as the person that does something, uh, then that's, that's how you become top of mind. That's how your referral business goes through the roof. And that's like, to me, you can build a seven figure business off the back of that alone. So, um, jump into a mastermind group. Uh, there's, there's, there's a few things that aren't not going away in this recession, whatever's coming up, whatever, however bad, however not bad it ends up being, there's three things that aren't going to go away. That's your knowledge, your, your, your competence, your competencies, your, uh, which would be knowledge or skill sets. There's your network, the people that you know, the people that you, the people that know you. Um, and then there's attention and audience. And so a mastermind brings two of those things uh, better than anything else, the knowledge, your skill set, the continuously improving yourself. And then, uh, and then the people that you, that you know, the people that you hang out with, the people that will have constant deal flow during a recession, uh, during, during bad times, those people aren't going away. And so if you can get connected in those circles of people and you can increase your knowledge and your skill set, you're not going to have any, any problem uh, making it through the, the whatever's about to happen. So um, that's just a little bit today about how, why you should put yourself into rooms where you feel extremely uncomfortable and where you're probably the dumbest person. I know that I've done it uh, multiple, multiple occasions uh, throughout the last four or five years, and I've never regretted it over a long enough time horizon. There's been times where I had immediate buyer's remorse. There's been times where I've been three months in, six months in, and been like, why did I do that? There's been times where I've been like, I'm done with the group. And I was like, that was a waste of money. And then like a year and a half later, I get this deal that came from somebody that I met in that group that doubled the price of the group that I paid at the time. Like it's, if you, if you expand it over a long enough time horizon, it's never a bad idea to invest in connections, invest in relationships and to do it with really, really, really good people uh, who are going to be around for the long haul. So, um, thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you, uh, thought it was good, please share it, leave us a rating review, Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, tag me on Instagram, uh, at Travis chapel, say what's up over there. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Hey, hey, thanks for listening to this episode. That's it for today. As you all know, this show is completely free. Our only ask is that if you found anything valuable in this episode or in any of the episodes that you've listened to, then share it with somebody else and leave us a quick rating review in whatever platform you're listening to right now. It would be super, super helpful for us. Uh, so that's it for today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Catch you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.